Yo, what's up, friends? Welcome back to the Like, Comment, Subscribe podcast. The podcast, well, not only am I too lazy to actually write topics down for this this podcast, but I'm also too lazy to even set up my mic setup. So I'm just holding my mic, uh, SM57 by Shore uh, mic, um, while sitting in my futon in my room, and it's 1020 uh, at night when uh, tomorrow's Tuesday, and I said I have this up by 6 a.m., and I had all week to do this, but for some reason, I felt like I had to wait until the last minute because maybe something juicy would happen. And surprise, surprise, nothing actually happened. Super exciting. So here's just me grinding through another podcast to get another one out because damn, do I love it. I do. Um, and quick shout out to our sponsor of this episode, Anchor. Uh, if you've heard my podcast, you've heard the one ad I had, but truly huge shout out to Anchor um, for making this podcast just so easy to upload. Um, I think I've made like 50 cents off of it. I maybe had like 100 listens out of all my podcasts, and which is equated to about 50 cents, which is um, that's awesome. So thank you, Anchor, at least for making podcasting so easy. So if you're interested in podcasting and want to get started, just download Anchor. It's an app. You can get it on uh, on iPhone, probably on Android, too, just from the App Store. Super easy. Uh, nothing real up the plug-in, anything like that. So, so simple. Um, but let's just kind of let's kind of get into uh, get in today what I want to talk about and kind of what the last week, I suppose, has been. Um, I think last where we left off, it was New Year's. So happy New Year, everyone. You survived. Um, and can you believe it's been a week since my last podcast? Like, I can't. Personally, I can't. Like, oh, so much has happened in my life in a week um, that I just, I can't believe how quick, how quick it's gone. Do you ever have that feeling when, like, you don't, you don't think about it? You know, like, maybe Game of Thrones, you know, it's, it comes out once a week. And you watch one episode, and you're like, oh, this is such a good episode. I can't wait for the next episode. But it's a week away. Like, how how am I going to wait that long? And then the next thing you know, like, it's the next, like, week. And you're like, where did the week go? Like, I was, like, what did I do? Like, what actually did I do in this past week? Did I do, was anything important happening? And it's like, sometimes you just feel like you just wasted a week. Because you look at, like another episode came out or for instance, YouTube, you, you have a YouTube that uploads once a week and you just like, you want to get into that YouTube grind. You want to get some of that YouTube action and you see that you see one of their episodes. Like I'm going to this week, that's the week I'm going to make an episode, but then life kind of gets in the way. You kind of get distracted and demotivated and then it's next week and you see that same YouTuber has another video up and you're like, crap, I didn't make a video this week. And you keep like going through the cycle of like going to upload and then not actually uploading. Um, and that is a segue straight into what I wanted to talk about today because this week I was like, I'm going to make a YouTube, um, I'm going to make a YouTube video. And what I want to do is I want to do one video a week, but I didn't really, I didn't start it that way. Cause last year I made 30 videos. I made 30 videos over the course, course of a year. And this year I was like, I'm going to do 50, 50 sounds like a good number of YouTube videos. But it wasn't until I actually sat down to think about these videos that I was like, wait, 50 videos? That's one video a week. <laughs> I don't know why it didn't occur to me. But I'm like, okay, I- I'm going to do this. I'm going to do 50 videos. I need to do one video a week. So 
last week, I just I set my camera up. I was super motivated. I had like an idea. I was gonna get just get this out. I was gonna pump through it. Just get this this first video of the year out. You know, get started right. So I record it. I film it. Everything. It's good. I start editing it, and it's it's always in this editing process that it either you start loving what you've made or you hate it. Because when you watch, when you make your video, you're like, oh, this is so much fun. I'm having a great time making this. Um, and then you watch it back and it can be like, yeah, that, this actually is riveting content. Or most of the time, at least for me, it's like, this is so dry. And I can see like, I'm trying to put on this face, this like YouTuber face. And it just, it's just like so weird. And I just like don't want to upload it. But you kind of just need to push through that. Like, at, and if your goal is just to become a YouTuber or whatever, and you just you just have to get the videos out. Like, even if your video is crap, just you know, put an extra hour or two into it just to get it done. Once it's done, you can watch it back and you can th see if you need to add stuff to it. If it's like, you know, what, this is as good as it's gonna be. It's still not great. Just put it up. Like you did it. You spent that time, however long it was, an hour, twenty hours, forty hours on a video. Who who knows? You spend that much time on it, just do it, just put it out there, um, or at least you know archive it. You know, say that you know I did this, and next week I'm not gonna stop. I'm not gonna be demotivated. Demotivated. I'm just gonna go at it again next week. So that's kind of where I'm at today. In that I started this video, recorded it. I was I was editing it, and it was in this edit process that I just I hated everything about it. I just I hated that like I I felt so fake. I was so like jumping and into it and it was just like oh it was just it was cringy and I'm like I just need to push through this like I just said I, I gotta take my own advice for once and I just need to push through this video and honestly life just kind of got in the way and I haven't gotten around to finish edit editing it and I was like this is this is something I can talk about my podcast because one I didn't plan a topic to talk about on my podcast and two I don't really want to finish this video, so I'm going to just kind of, you know, go through my own uh, my own video through the podcast. So that's what this podcast is going to be about. This is going to be the video that I would have made uh, in, step, in just in podcast form. And so with the new year, everyone is pretty much doing like their resolutions, right? Like every YouTube video you see or tweet or Instagram post is like 2018 recap. Woo! It's like... Awesome. This is a lot of blue ass water people posting of relationships that they started, businesses that they just got involved with, new jobs. It's like all this stuff. And you're like, well, what did I do? Crap. And instead of getting caught up in what you did or didn't do, um, or specifically what I did or didn't do, I want to get into the the YouTubers that I started subscribing to in 2018 because 2018 was really the year that I kind of branched from like the mainstream i suppose and kind of just like was looking for youtubers because one thing about me when it comes to subscribing is i'm only going to subscribe to a channel that i actually watch 95 percent of their videos like maybe i'll miss one every so often but pretty much i just watch all their videos because i love the content they come out it's something good every time it's consistent and i just i really like these youtubers and i trust them so I always just I watch much all their videos. So for me, it's it's a good it's a good indication of how much I'm watching YouTube because it's easy to get sucked into like that autoplay feature where you just kind of roll into the next video. But if I generically just stick to my sub page and I just see all the videos that I'm uh, the script that people I'm subscribed to, 
I'll I'll have at most like 10 videos a day. And if I just watched all of those, then that that's like an hour or two, which isn't, you know, isn't terrible exactly. It's kind of when you get into like the whole subbing of a lot of people and you're scrolling and like, oh, this video looks cool, this video is cool. So I just stick to the, the subscribe subscriptions I usually have. Um, and I'm also kind of picky about who I subscribe to. I really only subscribe to people that I, I don't know, that I just, I get a good vibe from in the beginning. And I'll kind of get into more of that because some of these YouTubers, I really didn't vibe in the beginning. It wasn't until I kind of gave them benefit of the doubt and, you know, heard their name a lot that I really started to subscribe. Anyways, so let's jump into the list. Um, the first one I want to talk about that I started subscribing to was Cody Ko. And he's a good indica uh, indicator of, or example rather, of the YouTuber that I didn't really necessarily want to subscribe to at first, um, but kind of got into. Because I think it was, I think it was L Mills. I believe it was L Mills. This was probably maybe a year ago or so. And I was watching one of her videos and she mentions that she saw a guy named Cody Ko play at an improv. And I'm like, oh, usually when YouTubers talk about other YouTubers, I'm, I'm intrigued. I want to know what it like. I like you as a YouTuber. And I want to know why you like this other YouTuber because they're probably pretty good if you guys get along. So I checked him out and I was just like, this guy has such a punchable face. And in, like this, I made this like, opinion just immediately. So I just chose not to watch him. Like, ah, I don't want to watch him. He just looks like an annoying like YouTuber. I don't want to get into this. Um, so I just kind of wrote it off. Um, and then it was like a couple months later, I was watching another YouTuber and they had also mentioned Cody. And I was like, oh, I'll, ch I'll check Cody out again. I like this other YouTuber as well. So let, let me check Cody out again. And I watched, I watched Cody. And I think one of the videos I watched was his five-minute crafts video. Um, and I just laughed the entire time. I thought it was so funny. And I was like, oh, wow, I just, this YouTuber, like he's, he's really, really funny. And so I started watching his other videos, and like I couldn't get enough. Like Cody has like, you know, 15-ish minute videos, which is kind of on the longer side, you know, of YouTube honestly and i just i couldn't get enough like this is when i really started to binge and hours would go by and probably within the course of three weeks i had watched about 80 to 90 percent of his videos like all the way back like even to the like his vlogging stuff which wasn't honestly the best but i was like i i just love cody's personality he's he's great and there's a reason why i think he's grown so much like this i think in the past year he's grown like a million subs he was at 600,000 i think at the end of 2017 and now he's almost at like 2 mil so he's really really taken off and it, it shows you like i look at i love looking at like the numbers of like likes versus dislikes and cody always has tens of thousands of likes but always less than a thousand dislikes like it is amazing how many people like cody versus how many people dislike him like it's it's so unproportionate and i think that's awesome so cody is definitely he's become one of my favorite youtubers i, I follow him in all the mediums i want listen to his podcast with Noel miller tiny meat gang i think that is it is one of the funniest podcasts i have ever heard um there he i just can't believe how funny that guy is like it's not like he like has professional training as a comedian but his level his style of comedy i guess maybe it just fits with me really well um and then his friend noel miller who i think is also just absolutely hilarious who appears on the vlogs and on his videos sometimes on the that's cringe and everything it's there's that, that that is such a dynamic duo i think i love david dobrik and jason nash as a duo so much 
I thought no one could really you know top that. But with Cody and Noel, it's they're a close second, if not on par with David and Jason. So I mean, hands out to him. If you haven't checked out Cody Co, you probably have already. Um, but if you if you haven't, check him out again. Great, great videos from you know beginning to last. All his videos are absolutely fantastic. Okay. Going down the list, uh, the next one I want to get to is this is actually the other YouTuber I had mentioned where who had referenced Cody um, that made me kind of get back into him, and that was Jarvis Johnson. And Jarvis Johnson, if you don't know him, he's probably the smallest YouTuber that I follow right now. I mean, granted, I think he's at like 600K, um, 600K thousand, 600,000 subscribers, but that's kind of a recent thing. And I feel very connected to Jarvis's story um, for reasons that I'll kind of get into in a minute. But anyways, I'd watched I'd watched Jarvis's video on five minute crafts and he had mentioned how he had kind of taken the idea from Cody or it happened at the same time. and He didn't realize. Um, and that's how I kind of got back in the Cody because I really, really like Jarvis. And so the story about why I like Jarvis is that. Back in the summer of 2017, in July, that's when I decided that I was gonna, I was gonna start doing YouTube. I think I made my channel in July, but it actually didn't upload until August. And I was like, I just want to make, I want to make a YouTube channel because I want to work on growing an audience, getting more comfortable and being in front of a camera. Just it's motivating, it's self fulfilling, all those reasons. And I think at the same time, Jarvis decided that he was gonna make his YouTube channel. And we're about the same age. I'm. We're both 26. Um, we both studied computer science in college. He finished. I didn't. But he started this YouTube channel, and so here we are. We don't. You know, he doesn't know me. I don't know him, and we're just going on a YouTube grind. And about a year later, because I found Jarvis this past summer, 2018, when he did his five-minute crafts video, and he was at a smaller number. I think he was at 170,000, which is you know still a great number. But I had, I looked at his videos. I'm like, wow, he really he really started when I started, pretty much at the same time making making YouTube videos. But he just he stuck with it. He didn't give up. Every week he would post a video. Most of his early videos were all about like tech related, not like tech reviews, but like how to get into the tech industry of Silicon Valley, getting jobs, interviewing well, his backstory. And I really I connected with him because he just he seemed just like a normal guy just in his apartment in his bedroom making videos talking about really real stuff giving really sound advice and just being positive and real and it's it was awesome I loved it I'm like I see a lot of myself in him but he look at this guy as he has really great content like the editing isn't like professional or anything like that it just looks like normal editing but he seems to really understand how the system and how YouTube works and it's fun content, and he, he's got a likable character, and all these things. And I'm just like, I just, I relate so much to you, but here I am struggling to grow an audience, but I, because I, I, I didn't put in the work. I didn't put the work in like Jarvis did. But, anyways, so I see Jarvis, and the story of how I found him wasn't that original. It's probably how most people found Jarvis, especially if you, if you know who I'm talking about is that when he made his five-minute crafts uh, kind of parody video, he was referenced on like the homepage for a lot of people that had watched Cody Co videos. And so he, since being you know on like the homepage for these people, they clicked on him and he got a bunch of views. I mean, I think that video is clocking in at like three plus million. I think that's, no, I think that's six million views, which is huge. 
Um, and he just like gained this massive surge and he rode the you know, the wave and he kept coming out with videos and being really involved on social, like on his Twitter. He started tweeting more um, and on Instagram and everything. Like he really took advantage of this and rolled with it and he gained like 500,000 subscribers over the course of six months from, just, from you know, taking this opportunity of one video becoming really popular. And I think that's that's, that's so cool. I think that's so cool. He he worked hard for a year. He got like in a way like a lucky break, made the right video at the right time and then kept it up. Like that's a big thing. I think like when you when you hit like a trending point, it's like, "Whoa, look at this. Like all my stuff is starting to trend. This is so cool." But you got to realize you got to ride that wave as long as you can and keep the wave going because eventually the algorithm's not going to favor you. It's going to favor the next person. And unless you've built up enough of an audience at the point when you're on that wave, you're gonna just start going. You start gonna you're gonna plateau again, like how you your channel probably has been for a while. But anyway, so besides the whole tech stuff, Jarvis does a whole lot of punching up on these these companies that monetize copyrighted material and regurgitated content on YouTube just for some quick views that attract you know young kids. And he does a great job at really analyzing the situation. He's very positive. He's never you know, really trying to hurt anyone. He's just trying to, to show these companies for what they what they are. And he does a great job. He's, I don't know, I, I don't, I, I'm not the best with adjectives, as you can tell. But I would check him out, Jarvis Johnson. If you want just a real YouTuber that kind of talks about uh, current things and, and tech, he is, he's such a cool guy to get into. All right, moving on to YouTuber number three. Um, you know who he is. And you love him probably. This is it's Marquez Brownlee. Don't don't rip on him for the whole like YouTube rewind thing. You know I don't think he told Will Smith to be like, hey, can you like mention me in a YouTube rewind? Anyways, so obviously Marquez, one of the top tech reviewers. Um, I just what I love about Marquez is that not only do I love like his opinions and the the content that he covers, but it is the quality that he gets out of YouTube, which I just, I can't understand how he does it. It's like, sure, he shoots on like, I think it's like an eight, an 8K red camera. So like super, super nice quality. But like even with like the downscaling that YouTube does, the 1080, it looks so clear. I've never seen a more clear YouTube video or like movie. Like I mean, outside of the movies, I've never seen anything as crystal clear as this. And I just, it, it gets my, it is, it gets me so 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 into it um but i love his reviews as well i think he talks about some really good points and they're just kind of they're, they're light and fun videos you know like yeah you learn something you get some of like first opinions on a lot of these tech things and he seems he's really smart but the videos are just so well edited it's like watching like a seven to ten minute like short film on tech and like that's just not a it's not a thing you really find anywhere else so Super, super would suggest Marquez if you're interested in kind of not unboxings, but just on tech reviews and, and tech stuff in general. All right, on to number four. Uh, we're still we're staying in the tech realm, honestly. And we're gonna have go to Lou with Unbox Therapy. Now, Lou, of course, probably the biggest tech review. No more more just doing unboxings, but kind of just reviewing tech. But Lou's it's it's interesting. I definitely watched Marquez first and I was like, unbox therapy. I've heard so much about this guy. Like maybe I'll check it out. And honestly, I don't even know why I started the sub to him because I watch all his videos because they're short. They're like three to five minutes, which is like good, 
length of just like a quick like oh I just need to watch a video while I'm waiting for this train or while I'm waiting in line somewhere and and I'm just like I just need something really really quick oh Lou has a video and it's usually pretty high pace it usually goes over some kind of some cool tech that's going on it's it's funny you know I don't really like Lou's personality um to me it seems a little arrogant but I again I don't know the guy I can't really speak for him it's just a character maybe he puts on but I, so I don't really necessarily like Lou or Unbox Therapy. I just love how it's it's quick. It covers some cool contents. Um, and usually, if I just I just I watch it every day because he he uploads daily, so I can consistently count on just watching a really laid back tech review. I mean, typically it's just it's background noise for me. You know, I'm I'm reading a, an article on on the web or I'm scrolling through Twitter, and I just have YouTube playing in the background, and it's it's Lou talking about something or other, and I kind of catch tidbits of it. But it's it's a good time. So you know, Unbox Therapy, check it out if you want. I recommend Marquez if you're looking for more in depth uh, reviews. But Unbox Therapy, not not that bad. All right, we are moving down the list. Uh, Next one, uh, of course, as you all know, if you follow me at all, you know Peter McKinnon is by far my favorite, favorite YouTuber. I, I think he's such a genuine guy. His content is well done. To be fair, recently I do think it's gotten a little repetitive. Like he, he's the king of B-roll. We get it. But B-roll is kind of it's these high-end vlogs. I'm I'm getting kind of bored of them. Like I understand now why people are getting burned out from the whole daily vlog thing of 2015. Like. I love Pete's videos. I love his tutorials and everything. But when he just vlogs, I get I get a little bored during the B-roll. I just kind of want to just kind of want to see you talk and see what you're doing. I don't need to see like a whole like 30 second cinematic piece of you walking into your hotel room every time. Anyways, so tan <laughs> that's a long tangent to say that the next sub I'm going to talk about is Maddie um, Hapuja, and Maddie, if you know Peter, part of the Dope Squad, he is Pete's like. Pete's friends. He works in the office with Peter. A lot of the similar, a lot of similar material. Honestly, a lot of B-roll, a lot of talking. Um, I don't like Maddie's personality as much as Peter. He seems very genuine. Um, he seems super nice, but that's kind of like where it is. Like Pete has like this really nice caring, but it's also like kind of has this cool edginess to him. Maddie just is kind of like, I don't know, kind of like a little like sheepish and lamb in my opinion. No offense, Maddie. Like if you ever if you ever hear this, I would be so blessed if you ever did. Um, but you're just kind of you're just kind of like sheepish, and I don't know. I don't I don't like it as much as Peter. But your content otherwise is great. You talk about great things. You go on these cool adventures. You have great B-roll. It's a good time. So if you if you like Peter's stuff, if you like Peter McKinnon, if you like Chris Howe, if you like those guys, you're gonna like Maddie. You probably already know Maddie if you like Peter. Um, but it's just another good. Another good way to look at some high-end vlogs and talk about some some cool uh, photography stuff. All right, moving on. Um, this is kind of a uh, like a this is like a, a half sub in a way because this guy doesn't. Uh, this YouTuber does not post regularly. He is more of an Instagrammer, uh, and who I'm talking about is Jesse Driftwood. Um, now you might recognize Jesse because he is also part kind of of the Dope Squad with Peter and Maddie and all of them, um, but he. Uh, is he got big on Instagram for doing high-end Instagram stories, which I think is a cool idea. Like if, if Peter kind of revolutionized like high-end vlogging, Jesse brought to the table high-end vlogging, but for Instagram in portrait mode and for stories. So he spends a lot of time 
focusing on these really awesome, super cool transition stories on Instagram that are just about 15 seconds long. And they're, they're great. They're so good. And of course, you know, if you're doing well on one platform, diverse, you know, diversify and grow your audience. So he moved to YouTube. Now, he doesn't post a lot on YouTube, but when he does, it's just more of his story. So if you if you follow Jesse on Instagram, definitely check him out on YouTube because it's just longer versions of his stories. Like it's still the same kind of like chill hop music. It's still a lot of really dope transitions and just kind of him talking. He has another really likable personality. At least I think I haven't met anyone that doesn't like doesn't like his personality. I'm sure there's people out there that don't, but. Jesse has this like really happy go lucky kind of mentality, but it's also like super confident. Like he's happy go lucky, but he like he knows himself very well and he's not going to be worried about something that, you know, doesn't really like concern him, honestly. I think it's awesome. I think it's so badass. Like there, and I definitely wish I was more like this that like I say I don't care, but like I probably do care actually. Um, I'm just not that, that confident in myself. You know, I'm confident in who I am, but when it comes to certain things, I'm definitely a little bit insecure, and so I'm going to kind of, like, shy away from those things. But Jesse, definitely not. Jesse just kills it on everything he does. I wish he posted more on YouTube because it's it's like Peter's and Maddie's stuff, but it's a little bit different, and I, I kind of like the change-up of it. I would love just to see more of Jesse on YouTube, honestly. Um, cool, cool. Moving down the list. Uh, next one up is this is not a single YouTuber, but a company with kind of a, a, a team that focuses on YouTube, and that's Moment. So if you know Moment, they are the company that makes these, uh, these lenses for your smartphone. And they are by far the best lenses that you can get for a smartphone. Each one's about $100, so it's, it's a little steep. But if you are into photography on your phone and you want to kind of take it your level up a little bit into the next, you know, make your game a little bit better, I would recommend getting one. I got one a couple of years, a uh, year and a half ago, and loved it. And I just got their anamorphic lens. And I haven't really used it that much um, cause everything I've been filming, I have been using my camera for, and I haven't been filming that much, but moment is great because essentially you follow three people on their team. You follow, uh, Niall, Caleb and Taylor and Taylor is new. Um, but those three basically just kind of, they talk about moment. They talk about iPhone photography. They talk about review. Like it's awesome. That moment as a company wasn't like, Hey, we're gonna make a YouTube channel where all we do is promote our own products. Like honestly, they don't very, they very rarely will promote their own products. And honestly, when they do promote their own products, I don't like the videos because like, Hey, we came out with a new lens. Look at all the things we can do with it, which is cool. Like I get it. But most of the time I just like it when they vlog and they just talk about like tips and tricks, how to like be a better photographer, like using your mobile phone. Cause now mobile phones nowadays, like the cameras that you get in these are so amazing. Like you don't need to go out and buy like an expensive camera. I would only say buy a camera. If one, you want to shoot like really, really high def stuff, or you just want to like, you want a camera cause you want to start understanding how cameras work. But honestly, the phone cameras that we have probably rival like a four or five hundred dollar camera nowadays. Not really, but kind of. If you can, if you really know how to work it, you can definitely get some good stuff out of it. So that's why I like watching Moment because they just they go over such awesome facts about iPhone photography and, and smartphone photography. Um, you got and I didn't really like the. Uh, 
you know their their hosts at first th- the three of them but they grow on you and it's, it's it, again it's laid back fun it's you know pretty well edited videos like it's just it's just a cool time and then they're just they seem like a dope company to be fair all right moving down the list um next up again <laughs> I'm sorry, I as a photographer, I'm just I'm such a nerd when it comes to photography. So most of these are photographers, but the next one is Mango Street. And Mango Street, again, kind of like Cody, was uh, a, a YouTube channel I didn't necessarily want to get into right away. Like I had heard them referenced in other YouTubers that did photography. They'd mentioned Mango Street, some podcasts, and I had checked out their video like a while back, a couple of them, and I just I didn't like them that much. I thought they were kind of dry and bland. And to be fair, I still kind of think they're a little dry and bland. Like their videos aren't long, which is which is good, you know, for YouTube to kind of capitalize on that. But I think they're just they're just kind of slow, you know. They give out good tips, and you know, Rachel and Daniel seem like really dope people. But I don't know. I don't love the content. So they're one of the people that I I sub to because I like who they are. I like the content they put out, but I do think it is a little boring and dry. So I'm not always going to check on check out all their videos. Or if I do watch one, I may not get all the way through it. But nonetheless, Mango Street is probably a good person to check out if you like um, photography, and because they're kind of they're based in LA and they do have very good tips. But also, their type of photography is not my style. I don't I don't know what to call it. It's portrait based for sure, but it's kind of like creepy, kind of like the ringish creepy. And I just, it's, it's a little too weird for me. So not for me. All right, moving on to the next one. I I lost count what we're at right now, but next one. um, All right. This YouTuber is someone that I found in David Dobrik's vlog. And I remember I watched one of his vlogs and I, she was in it. I'm like, who is this girl? Like, it was just like a quick, like, you know, 15 second scene with her. And I was like, who is this girl? Is she a YouTuber? Because her personality is so whack and crazy that I just want to see what she's like on her own thing. And sure enough, she did. So you t- I'm talking about Emma Chamberlain. Now, Emma Chamberlain, if you don't know her, she just does vlogs pretty much. And they are like the, the epitome of like a vlog, like a poorly done vlog. <laughs> That's awesome. It's so weird because Emma's vlogs, again, it's just literally her with her her i don't know not in like a super nice camera i think she uses like an rx she used i don't know she uses some some sony camera that's not that much like a point and shoot or something um and but her her and her editing style it's really all in her editing style like her her personality is like this like white girl cry baby that just complains about everything and it's it's really funny like it's kind of like if you just don't care about anything like you just watch her because she's her life of just her like complaining about everything just makes it seem so funny at least for me i just love how she's like doesn't care but also cares at the same time her editing style is like so i don't know i don't want to say it's lazy because she definitely puts a lot of work into it but it's like she just uses like the stock like animations that you can get in iMovie pretty much like these like effects that like swirl your face so like she like mods her voice to be like really deep like really high and it's it's really really funny 
And it just, that's with her fast paced moving of everything, complaining, like she's just a good time. She's someone that if you're just having like a down day, you're like, you're pissed off because like life's not going your way. You're, or you're bored out of your mind. You don't, you don't know what to do. Put on Emma's, one of Emma's video. Cause one, she's going to complain so much. You're going to feel better about your life that, you know, someone's down there in the trenches with you. Or if you're bored, you're going to be so hyped up from watching her. Cause she's like just so high energy. So I definitely, you definitely have to be in the right mood to watch Emma. And it kind of puts me in a headspace where I'm like, yeah, you know, forget everything in life. I just want to focus on, on me and whatever. But I, I really like her content. She's really cool. Check out Amber Chamberlain, Amber Chamberlain. All right, moving on. Next up is the one and only Shane Dawson. Now, I'm sure most of you listening to this know who Shane Dawson is. Super OG YouTuber, been on the platform since the beginning, like 10 years. And I I never really understood Shane, to be fair. And I really only got into Shane because he he had a I was reading books that were written by YouTubers, and there's there's not a whole lot out there, at least that I of YouTubers that I knew of that I wanted to read their books. And Shane's was one of them. I'm like Shane Dawson. His name comes up so often, so many things related to YouTube. He's been on here for so long. I should definitely give him benefit of the doubt and check him out. So I watched one of his conspiracy videos, and I was like, I just don't really conspiracies aren't my thing. And I watched a vlog, and I was like, I don't really get his vlog style. It's just kind of him like laughing and like. I don't know, talking about like eating and I honestly, I don't know, like it, it's cute, but I'm just like, this isn't something I'd want to like watch. I feel like I'm watching like reality TV and it's just not the best, but I read his book and I enjoyed his book. I got through it and I thought that was, it was pretty good. Some good stories learned the, the background behind them. And then this was all kind of when like the whole like Tanacon thing was going on in the summer of 2018. And so he covered, you know, her and kind of did her like her redemption with everything and I I wasn't really involved so I didn't really care that much and then he came out with the Jeffree Star series and I didn't know who Jeffree Star was so I didn't really care but there was one day I was bored and I wanted to watch something longer and I was like well you know Shane does have this series with Jeffree Star and each episode is like 45 minutes why don't I check it out so I did I turned on it and I I enjoyed it I enjoyed Shane kind of getting behind the scenes of this this guy who Jeffree Star who I didn't know who he was and then, of course, J- uh, Shane came out with the whole inside the mind of Jake Paul. And I was super fascinated by this concept and I watched it and I just I loved every episode. Like I can't this I can't remember the last show that I was so invested in. And like I just I wanted to know when the next episode was going to come out of this. And I watched all eight parts and. I know there's a lot of controversy of it, of everything that happened, but I just loved it. I absolutely loved it. And it really made, you know, solidified my sub for Shane. Like, I haven't watched any of his other videos, but I'm going to keep keep sub to him because, one, I want to support him on this. Like, Shane is one of those YouTubers that I kind of almost, I want him to get off of YouTube. Most people, I don't want to get off. I don't want them to get off of YouTube because I want YouTube to be kind of, become like this mainstream thing where like there is good content that it is YouTubers go to YouTube and make content that is good other than brands coming to YouTube to make YouTube good. Like I want the individual creator to make YouTube good and Shane has become this. He's this great YouTuber that can make great content and if he were to do stuff outside of YouTube, I would support him on that. So I want to be like involved in this whole process and I'm, you know, he'll come out with more, more content later on and I'll definitely keep it up and keep watching him. So that's why I kind of want to keep Shane in my subs. Um, next up 
And this is again, if you saw the you saw the Jake Paul series that um that Shane Shane did, uh, you'll know Katie Morton. Katie Morton was the therapist that went along with Shane um when he was talking to Jake and everything. And I I don't watch a whole lot of Katie's videos to be fair, but they're the kind of video that if you're if you have questions about your psyche or like how you're feeling, I think she's a good reference. Like she has some people might not like that she says so much on YouTube or has such a big presence when she's actually a licensed therapist, but I think she has a great perspective into mental health. You know, she she knows her stuff. The you know, she reads books more than I do at least. Um, again, I don't think if you I don't think you should be self-diagnosing yourself. So if you watch her and you're like, oh, I think I have this, you shouldn't just like immediately do everything she says. Like I think you should actually go to a therapist so they can diagnose you onto what you have, but it's still a good idea. Like let's say that you think you might have like borderline personality disorder or ADHD or you got just got your parents got divorced or you went through a breakup. She can kind of give you a little insight into how your brain's functioning and you know how you can kind of learn more about these things. And I think that's good. I think learning about mental health is where it starts. Again, you no one should diagnose themselves, but you at least you know what you're going getting into. You can kind of have a background, so if you do go see a therapist, maybe you can talk to them. Um, you know, a little bit more educated about what it is that you're feeling. Very, very cool. All right, and with that, we come down to the last one, and I saved the best for last, honestly, in my personal opinion. And I got to give a shout out to my friend Javier back at my old job. Yo, thanks, man, for really making me watch this guy. Um, and for everyone, you once I say his name, you're gonna know who he is. If it's not Casey Neistat, but it's Casey Neistat's number two man, number one man, you got Dan Mace. Dan the man Mace. I can't say enough good things about this guy. Dan is the best YouTuber I have found. Like I said, Peter McKinnon is my absolute favorite. Favorite is favorite. David Dobrik, I love to death, but Dan puts in the work. Dan has such good ideas, and Dan is just he's just a genuine guy that really wants to just help people. And I can't get enough of Dan. I, at first when I watched three, six, eight and Dan was on it, maybe you guys will kind of feel the same way too, but he kind of was a little annoying. I mean, like it's like who I'm here to watch Casey and there's this other guy kind of tailing Casey around. And like he, the way Dan is now, he was not a year ago. Like he definitely was a little bit more shy, kind of didn't know like where he fit in and the whole vlog and everything. And it, it was kind of weird. And so then he made his own YouTube channel as, you know, as I reckon, yeah, it makes sense that he would. And I didn't really want to sub because I didn't really like Dan. But my friend Javier was like, hey, man, like you should check Dan out. He seems like he would really be your your kind of speed as, as a YouTuber. So I was like, OK, I'll check it out. And like what I didn't do it eventually. I didn't do it right away. I did it eventually. And I watched one of his videos early on. And it was all about like depression and getting over it and like just sticking to like what you know and you know, pushing through everything. And I'm like, yeah, like this is some really positive stuff. I really, really do like this a lot. So I listened to I listened to him and then he came out with another video the next week and I didn't get to that right away, but I started watching him and the more I watched him, like it's such a experience watching one of Dan's videos. Cause it's not like a basic vlog or tutorial. It's just it's him telling a story. And it's it's just it's documented so well into seven to eight minutes of just him, you know, these you know real life shots of him talking to stock imagery of him voicing over to like 
this like stop motion that he does with paper. It's really, really cool. I mean, Dan is just one of those, he is so, so creative that I just, I want to see where he takes, takes it in life. Like he's one of those people that I could see filming a real Hollywood movie and just, just killing it. Cause it's just how, just how creative creative he is like if there was ever a creative person i would say it's dan like sometimes you think about who like being creative what does that mean what does it mean to be creative like dan does that dan is just the most creative person i've ever seen so i would 100 100 say if, if you aren't subscribed to dan mace check him out it's such a good he's such a good uplifting guy with some really good videos and like i said they're not long all right and that comes down to the the subs that i had this year um i think that was like how many was that like 10 12 maybe that was a decent amount but all of them i talk about i i watch regularly i love them and i i can't wait to what i'm gonna get into um this year to be fair um, i do want to do an honorable mention i did unsubscribe from one channel this year um and I also subscribed to them to the to them uh, early in the year, but that is Becky and Chris. Uh, I'm sorry, Becky and Chris. Um, their videos are kind of like Mango Street. Their you know vlogs and interview interviews and tutorials on photography, that kind of thing. And they do a great job. Like they are very well done. But again, I just I didn't click with the personalities. Maybe I'll check them out again. Um, I love following them on Instagram. I love their pictures. But when it came to watching their videos, I just I couldn't get into it. I couldn't get into their personalities. I couldn't get into like the content exactly. Um, but I want to give them an honorable mention because I did subscribe to them. I did unsubscribe, but they they put in the work. They are still great YouTubers. I just this there's not my preference. But that's it. Uh, that's it, friends. Uh, so thank you so much for listening in on this podcast. I really doesn't mean a lot to me that you all uh, you all check it out and that I'm getting literal sense from Anchor from sponsoring all these. Uh, it's really great. And if you want to be on my podcast, definitely reach out. Um, my social, I would say Instagram is the best pl- place to hit me up at. So DM me at Instagraffiti or I'm on Twitter sometimes, not as much, but that's at Seth Ryan. Uh, you can find me there. Of course, my YouTube channel is Praying Bear Praying TV. I didn't get a video out this past week, but I'm going to try my best to get a video out this week. Um, so hopefully we can talk about that on the next, next podcast. But again, uh, this has been like, comment, subscribe. I will see you guys next Tuesday, 6 a.m. Eastern time, and we'll rock it then. All right, friends. Peace.